The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the fifth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil Against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Grace and peace to you from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Sometimes you've just got to go to the mountains. That's what my dad said to me on one very hot summer day back when I was growing up outside of Baltimore. Uh, We were in the middle of a heat wave, not unlike what we experienced this summer. And according to my dad, the only remedy for it was to drive out to the mountains. And so he jumped in the car and rolled down the windows and opened the T-top. Do you remember (laughs) T-tops? And we drove an hour out to Harper's Ferry, West Virginia. And yes, the temperature was cooler, the air was drier, and we found the relief we were looking for. We had escaped the heat, and for a handful of hours, all the cares of the world out in the mountains. The mountains have always been a place of refuge for our family. It's kind of our default geography, where some people like the beach and other people like lakes or rivers or the woods or wide open fields for us. It's always the mountains, and there's good reason. My family's roots are in the Appalachian Mountains, and I remember many a family road trip down to Big Stone Gap, Virginia, a small mining town surrounded by mountains on every side. It was the place we'd go in the summer to see extended family and hear the old stories and get back to our roots and hide from the world for a while. Yes, sometimes you've just got to go to the mountains. And today is Mountain Sunday in our three-week creation series. And mountains play a prominent role throughout the Bible. Um, Can any of you think of any particular mountains or mountaintop experiences, perchance, that happened in the Bible? You could just call them out as you think about them. Hmm? The Transfiguration, Mount Sinai, the Ten Commandments, the Crucifixion, Golgotha. Yeah. Yes, there's uh, lots of examples. There's also Mount Ararat in modern-day Turkey where it said the ark, uh, Noah's Ark landed when the floods finally receded. Mount Zion, which is outside of Jerusalem, the location of Solomon's temple. There's the Mount of Olives where Jesus prayed before his passion. Um, and in our gospel reading for today, the Sermon on the Mount. Big things in the Bible happen on mountains. Whether it's receiving the law or touching solid ground after the flood or prayer, Sabbath, transfiguration, or blessing, 
mountains with their commanding views, with their lofty elevations that draw you up closer to the heavens, are the ultimate holy ground in the Bible. Mountains also represent a place of refuge and hope and safety, a stronghold from all the cares of the world and even an image of heaven. Uh, As it says in Isaiah 25, On this mountain the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wines, a feast uh, of rich food filled with marrow of well-aged wine strained clear. And he will destroy on this mountain the shroud that is cast over all peoples, the sheet that is spread over all the nations. He will swallow up death forever. Then the Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces, and the disgrace of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, Lo, this is our God. We have waited for him so that he might save us. This is the Lord for whom we have waited Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. And even now, we talk about mountaintop experiences in our faith, important moments or milestones, highlights, the unforgettable, life-altering experiences, those aha moments that we can look back on as turning points in our lives. Talking about mountaintop experiences is kind of a shorthand for expressing those moments that have helped to define our faith and when we have felt close to God. Um, This summer, I spent a couple days surrounded by mountains uh, out west as I performed the wedding for our former field education student, Dan Potasnik, um, at the foot of the Bridger Mountain Range in Bozeman, Montana, which is the cover for our bulletins today. Um, The range, which is on your bulletin cover, was an incredibly stunning backdrop for Dan and Randy's wedding with the clouds sliding across the tops of the mountains, which were deep green at the bottom and then blue at the top with the highest point of 9,500 feet high. The mountains seemed so big and so close, like you could just walk over and touch them. And then the day after the wedding, I drove down to Yellowstone National Park in Wyoming for just the day, and it was my first visit there. And it was just incredible to see all the rolling hills and the layers upon layers of mountains going out into the distance until you had the snow-capped mountains all along the horizon. The mountains just erupt all around you in Yellowstone, quite literally because Yellowstone is on top of a supervolcano, which creates all kinds of unique geographies and sends the earth skyrocketing into the sky. It was just incredible. It's no wonder that the awe-inspiring mountains were the places of God's most important revelations in the Bible. It's a sacred geography that raises you up above the world, gives you a new vision on your life, shows you your small but important place in God's creation, and lifts your heart and mind heavenward. But my favorite mountain story in the Bible is the story about the prophet Elijah, which comes in 1 Kings 19. Um, prophet was, uh, Elijah was a prophet who spoke for God in very difficult times, uh, and he faced off against the prophets of Baal, Baal who was a local god, and he royally upset the prophets, the queen, and her army. And so Elijah found himself out on the run, running from the queen, from the prophets, from the army, and in some ways running from God, who he understandably resented for having gotten him into this in the first place. 
And Elijah runs and runs, and instinctively, Elijah runs to the mountain, into a cave on, the mount, on, on Mount Carmel. And a voice comes to him while he's hiding in the cave, and it says, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. And it says, Now there was a great wind, so strong that it was splitting the mountains and breaking rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but God was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of sheer silence. And then comes the voice of God. When I'm in the mountains, the overarching and overwhelming sensation that I get when I'm there is one of feeling sheltered and protected. And I feel like maybe if I listen closely enough, the still small voice of God will come to me as the breeze blows through the trees. Like maybe the paths that I walk, which have been walked so many times before me, will bring me to some ancient kind of wisdom. That perhaps up a, over the next ridge or around the next bend, I'll receive some kind of new revelation. And so my heart and mind are open and expectant and trusting in God. And it reminds me from a line of a song by one of my favorite singer-songwriters, Jason Isbell, from a song called Cover Me Up. And it simply says, Cover me up and know you're enough to use me for good. Oh God, cover me up. I know you're enough to use me for good. One of my favorite places nearby where I get this feeling is uh, hiking in Valley Forge on Mount Misery and Mount Joy. Has anybody been hiking on Mount Misery and Mount Joy in Valley Forge? Very few people. It's just down the turnpike, so check it out. Um, but to call them mountains is really an overstatement. They're really like large hills. Um, but it it's, uh, always uh, strikes me as something so very poetic that you have Mount Misery and Mount Joy looking at each other from across the creek that runs through Valley Forge. It's like the whole fullness of our lives, of the suffering and joys of life all being held together. And I always make it a point to start on Mount Misery and then work my way around to Mount Joy. As the scriptures say, weeping may last the night, but joy comes in the morning. So always wound up on Mount Joy. But uh, once I was there, probably last fall, it was a perfect, perfect day, a sunny day, a breezy day. And along one of the trails on Mount Joy, there was this great big rock, a rock that must have been there for millions of years. And I climbed up the rock and I sat on the rock and I read Wendell Berry's poem, The Peace of the Wild Things, which goes like this. When despair for the world grows in me and I wake in the night at the least sound in fear of what my life and my children's lives may be, I go and lie down where the wood drake rests in his beauty on the water and the great heron feeds. I come into the peace of the wild things who do not tax their lives with forethought of grief. I come into the presence of still water and I feel above me the day-blind stars waiting for their light. For a time I rest in the grace of the world and am free. And I pray the words of Psalm 18. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God. 
my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield. Sometimes you've just got to go to the mountains. But if you can't get to the mountains, get to the hills. And if you can't get to the hills, then get to the woods. And if you can't get to the woods, then get outside somewhere and listen for that small voice of God and know that you are on holy ground and that you are loved and that you are covered up and that you are blessed and that God will use you for good. Amen.